0: What percentage of contact center seats are running Chrome OS?
1: All of them, <laughs> if I had my druthers. Well, I mean, a pretty cool stat that I saw last year, the second half of the year, 30% of new Chrome OS customers were contact center use cases with 150 new logos in Q2 of 2022. So customers are seeing it. And the cool thing is now that we have Chrome OS Flex and we're going into tough time with the economy right now, we have that opportunity of to just displace the operating system and not the physical device.
0: All right, Jimmy, I've actually jazzed to do this one. So let's start with some with the simple stuff. Who are you and what do you do? <laughs>
1: Sure. Yeah. I am a strategic partnerships manager at Google on the Chrome OS team. So focused really on Chrome OS for the enterprise space for businesses. So not really focused on EDU. I'm sure folks have heard of Chrome and Chromebooks in the EDU space before, but really focused in on the enterprise space, specifically the contact center vertical.
0: And if you had to sum up Chrome OS in a sentence or two. Sure. What would you tell people?
1: Yeah. So everybody's heard of Chromebooks and the Chrome browser, right? Probably the most popular browser out there. And what Chrome OS is, it's a cloud-based operating system. So we're competing with the Macs and the Windows of the world. And it's a mobile, secure, very easy to use and easy to manage operating system for the modern way
0: businesses and employees work. I'm going to try not to get too hypey here on this one because, yeah, okay, I'm just going to just go for it. I love the idea and the concept behind Chrome OS, and I think what we should do and what I really want to do is kind of dig into what Google is doing with Chrome OS, what the vision really is behind Chrome OS, how are enterprises using Chrome OS, and kind of wrap that all up, I think put that into context against what they're doing today most enterprises today are dealing with windows or mac yeah and that's the world that they know and so you know if we start talking about chrome i think the reaction becomes okay that's different you know what is this is you know how does this how does this work yeah
1: why right yeah that's a great question so the common misconception right off the bat i think just to put it out there is that chrome books are these kind of cheap devices that are for Students are for kids in elementary school, high school, college just to use for you know educational purposes. And we're trying to get away from that common misconception by tapping into the enterprise space, the business space to compete with Windows and Mac devices. And we're doing that in a very specific way. We're going after different verticals, different use cases. So healthcare is a big piece. These devices are highly secure. So when it comes to HIPAA compliance and all the healthcare security that you need there in that space, Chrome devices are a great fit. Kiosk and digital signage is another use case that we're tapping into and attacking that marketplace. And then contact center, which is my focus. We've been developing over the past two years, this Chrome Enterprise recommended program. And what that means is we're certifying, optimizing these different solutions, these different software applications for Chrome OS to run more efficiently on Chrome devices. So you think about these different CCAS and UCAS providers, RingCentral, 8x8, Vonage, Nice, TalkDesk, UJet, Dialpad. I mean, there's, I think, 13 or 14 of them now that we've certified and our Chrome enterprise recommended. So we, we wanted to test these devices out in that space. And we saw with COVID a great opportunity of these businesses going remote, of these agents working remotely. They're no longer in an office where contact center supervisors can kind of look over their shoulder to see how they're doing. They're no longer in an office where they can walk down the hallway to IT support to help them fix their device. They're no longer in an office behind an enterprise-grade firewall to protect them from malware and things like that. So. When these agents and these businesses, employees went remote, a lot of businesses started seeing Chrome as a cloud based operating system as a good fit because they're using all these cloud based tools today. Why not leverage a cloud based operating system? So that's why we built that Chrome Enterprise Recommended Program. And now, in partnership with all those CCAS partners out there, we're really exploring and doing a great job in the contact center space for a number of different reasons. I think the three Key features when it comes to the contact center. And there's the healthcare and kiosk and digital signage. I'm not going to tap into that because that's not my forte here. I come from the contact center space, been selling it for years now from CCAS space. But for contact center agents, speed, security, and productivity. So, from a speed perspective, these devices boot up within six seconds. I've never used a Chrome device before in my life before coming here. I'm a little bit older, so I missed the craze of every student now having a Chromebook. In school, I actually had a physical book and notebook and stuff like that. But these devices, I mean, I just open it up and I'm immediately off to work. And from a contact center perspective, you're paying these agents an hourly wage and you want them to get be as productive as possible. As soon as they open up the book and log into their contact center app, they're working, they're productive. These devices also deploy 76% faster than a Windows or Mac device. So if I'm looking at it as a contact center executive or supervisor or admin, If I'm deploying a new contact center agent or I'm redeploying a new device to a new agent that came on board, because obviously contact center, lots of churn in that space. I can get these devices faster to our agents. They're logged in. They're ready to go.
0: So device specs and resources become an issue in enterprises, right? You know, like four gig of RAM, eight gig of RAM, 16 gig of RAM. How much RAM goes on a computer? What are we also doing with it? Are we installing software on the machine? I mean, most context that most CCAS solutions are browser-based WebRTC clients. I feel like the UCAS, the Unified Communications, the PBX, cloud PBX space, is some of it's web-based and some of it's agent-based. So, I mean, so the CCAS I follow along with pretty easily in terms of just launching a browser and having a WebRTC client going via the OS. You know, these other ones you talk about in terms of like Dialpad and RingCentral and 8x8 and et cetera, I mean, are they launching apps and building apps now that are Chrome targeted? I mean, is this an Android app running? I mean, what is actually being pushed to the device?
1: Yeah, so from a UCAS perspective, that's a great question. So I'm used to using apps. All day going from Windows and Mac and now I'm on Chrome. So I'm using a lot of browser based tools. But there's also something called progressive web apps or PWAs that a lot of our partners have developed. So Zoom has one for Zoom meetings, Zoom phone as well, Zoom chat. They're developing one for Zoom contact center. So you, you can either do browser or the app as well. 8 by 8 has one for their XCAS for their UCAS application. RingCentral and Dialpad as well all have PWAs. A lot of the other ones are just browser-based applications. But when it comes to apps, you can have the Android apps on your computer. You can have what we call a progressive web app or PWA on the computer as well. Or you can leverage VDI, Citrix, VMware, Cameo. They're all Chrome Enterprise recommended VDI partners as well. So if you need to get those legacy Windows applications on your computer, on your device virtually, you can leverage a VDI solution as well. And then from hardware, from you know the device perspective, we Chrome OS has partnered with all the top OEMs out there. So Dell, Lenovo, HP, Acer, and they have a wide, variety of devices that can actually be specific for these use cases so there's devices that are specific for contact center and Acer is great partner of mine for the past year we've been doing a lot of these Google roadshows with them and some of our CCAS partners and our headset partners and Acer has a great range of devices from the Chromebooks just the typical clamshell as well as the spin which is you can flip it over and it's a a tablet as well as Chrome boxes which people just think of Chromebooks but they forget that there's Chrome boxes as well, which is a desktop replacement. It's about the size of like an iPad, it takes up a small amount of desktop real estate. You can plug multiple monitors into it, a keyboard, mouse, all that kind of stuff.
0: You know, thanks to Google Workspace, I feel like a lot of the productivity apps have slowly moved towards the web, right? So now we see Microsoft Office 365 has phenomenal web-based applications. I mean, if you're an Excel junkie, you're an Excel junkie. But, you know, people are using Excel via the browser award versus the browser or Outlook versus the browser. And so if you're looking at and talking with, let's say traditional Windows-based enterprise that's running Windows desktops and Office 365, probably an E3 license with Outlook and et cetera, one of the things we talk about a lot becomes help desk staffing, IT, IT help desk to headcount, what those kind of ratios are, how much time they're spending per device, what their onboarding, offboarding looks like, their equipment lifecycle, all of that becomes pretty big factors for an enterprise. I mean, these problems become exponential pretty quickly. You know, 100 users, 500 users, 1,000 users, 2,000 users, 5,000 users. I mean, these become interesting questions, right? Now, for that environment and that enterprise where maybe they're running a Chrome browser or maybe they're running a Chromium-based browser, Microsoft Edge or whatever, and they're looking at Windows on the desktop and maybe a little, like unsure or reluctant will Chrome OS work for us in this world and should we be looking at this? You know, what would you say to that? Like, how do you walk somebody through that transition?
1: It's always a strange outlook on the fact that, hey, we're Windows, we're Office 365, we can't use Google products. I completely understand that that common misconception, but leveraging Google products across the board, but specifically Chrome OS, these devices are easier to manage easier to deploy for these IT executives. To give you an example, Mercado Libre, again, this is a contact center use case, but Mercado Libre, a well-known Latin American e-commerce.
0: It's Amazon for LATAM, basically, right?
1: Yes, exactly. The you know, e-commerce site for Latin America. They had contact center agents in there's 18 different countries, just spread out across 18 different countries. And they're having... Tons of issues with device management, fixing devices, deploying new devices. They had aging PCs that were deterring teams from being productive. And what they did was they went with Chrome OS, and this is a pretty cool new feature that was launched this year. They went with Chrome OS. So they had existing devices that were Windows-based devices, PCs. And you know, some of them were five six years old some of them were a couple years old and it didn't make sense from an roi perspective to just dump all those devices they just bought like a year or two ago and go all new chrome devices chromebooks chrome boxes whatever they wanted so what they did was kind of a mix and match of getting new chrome devices for those older devices to replace those older devices for the contact center agents and frontline workers but also they deployed something called chrome os flex which is taking our operating system, our cloud-based operating system, and putting it on legacy Windows and Mac devices, in this case, legacy PCs, Windows devices. And they were able to reduce operational support needs from one person for every 150 people to one person for 300 workers. So if you think about the way the economy is going, people need to tighten their budgets, might affect IT staffing, they might not be able to hire new folks to support all of their different employees. Leveraging the Google Admin Console, it's very easy to use over 500 different configurable-based policies for these devices. You can drop ship them from your reseller with zero-touch enrollment or ZTE. So it'll actually save time for IT and lower IT operational costs for companies that are traditionally Windows-based shops. So a great use case there.
0: So, I mean, Google Admin, does the company then have to have a Google Workspace account in order to manage a Chrome OS fleet and are users then dual enrolled in Google Workspace accounts plus an Office 365 account if they're, I don't want to say legacy Office 365, but it's a Microsoft migration kind of environment?
1: It's not only the device that they're going to be getting. People think they can just go down to Best Buy and pick up a Chromebook and set that up for their enterprise. Not the case. You need something called Chrome Enterprise upgrade licenses for all of these different devices. So there's two ways to get that. There's one, where it comes bundled in with the device. So it's called Chromebook or Chromebox Enterprise, where the device comes with the Google Chrome Enterprise upgrade license. And then that is this the management license for these devices. So you can get it bundled in. Let's say if you just go with Chrome OS Flex where you're just taking your legacy Windows devices and you just want to reflash them with Chrome OS and have a better total cost of ownership because you're not buying new devices, you just need the enterprise upgrade license. Or there's also a lot of situations where I just mentioned people just go to down the block to Best Buy, get some Chromebooks and plug them in. You can also just pair that Chromebook by itself with an enterprise upgrade license. And then that gives you access to all of the enterprise grade features and the management license.
0: But, I mean, does a user at that point have to have a Google Workspace account when they log into Chrome or?
1: Yeah, they don't have to log into Google Workspace or anything and they just connect to their domain with the, the device configured back to the Google Admin Console.
0: So you can integrate with Azure Active Directory and a user can log in with an Azure Active Directory credentials and fire up their workspace. Yep. Let me segue here because it all sounds too good to be true to, to Cree, right? Like Like, you know, this is why I'm also I get really excited. I'm like, I mean, I'm going to again, keep it together. Keep it cool. Yeah. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. You know, it sounds too good to be true, right? There's a lot of this that when you look at this and you say, "Okay, I can repurpose an aging fleet with Flex or I can go buy Chromebooks or Chromeboxes. And the Chromebooks, I mean, pricing varies all over the place based on the actual equipment manufacturer and what the specs are. The Chromeboxes are a little bit more what's the word I'm looking for. They're inexpensive. I mean, these are not expensive devices. There's not a lot going on inside of them. Yeah, but. Whenever you hear something that's like, oh, it's so simple. You just go do this and push this button and click this box. And like this happens. It's like, well, is it really that easy? Like, Jimmy, is it really this easy? I think the
1: biggest thing, it's not going to be for the contact center agents or the employees. I don't think from a learning perspective or a ramp perspective, a lot of contact center. And again, I'm going to focus on contact center because that's my area of expertise, but. If you look at the workforce in the contact center space these agents these inbound contact center agents or outbound sales agents SDRs BDRs typically they're folks that just graduated from let's say high school or college guess what they've been using for the past decade. They've been using Google products in school. They've been using Chrome devices. So to get them ramped up and get them up to speed, giving them a Chromebook will allow you to get them productive immediately versus training them on a Windows device, getting them ramped up on all these legacy Windows applications. I think the biggest thing is getting the IT folks and the operational folks comfortable with going with a cloud-based operating system, I think you need to do a big evaluation across the board of all the software applications that you're using in your environment. If you're using anything that's really legacy Windows-based that needs to be physically sitting on your device, you need to evaluate you know, is it cost beneficial to go and leverage a VDI type of solution like a VMware or Citrix or Cameo to replace that? And then the other piece is, do you have the, the IT support to train these folks on how to use Google Admin Console and, and things like that? Because I think once you get over that hump of deploying it, the benefits are huge. We did an IDC report the end of last year. I think the biggest benefit of these devices is the security. Zero ransomware attacks ever on Chrome devices. And the benefits there are just astronomical. I see a lot of your your LinkedIn posts all the time about security attacks and <laughs> ransomware and malware and phishing and all that kind of stuff. I think you, you sent one once where it was like you copied and pasted of like, This is exactly what a phishing email looks like, something like that. And it's funny because there's just so much security built into these devices natively. You don't need to pay for malware on these devices and all that stuff. So again, going back to cheaper devices and everything, but to to keep these devices secure.
0: Fundamentally, it changes, right? So you start talking about if you're on a Windows fleet, I'll kind of use Windows and Mac interchangeably, right? We see a lot of both, right? Sure. So... At scale, what are you deploying usually on your devices? You're deploying an MDM or a UEM, right? You know, that terminology is getting a little merged, and you're also deploying an EDR. Now, in the case of Google Enterprise, I mean, the MDM or the UEM is included with Google. I mean, your device management is maintained by Google via your admin console at this point, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's all included with the Enterprise upgrade license. So your IT teams have access to all of that.
0: And then I'm not aware of any EDR overlays on top of Chrome at this point.
1: What's EDR again? I was going to Google it.
0: Like CrowdStrike, Sentinel-1, Carbon Black.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be something that would be bundled in. I know that we do have some like security partners from a Chrome Enterprise recommended program. I'm not sure if CrowdStrike's one of them, though. But that would be a, a separate thing that you would have to bundle in. But th- from a security perspective, I think it's something that I didn't know coming on board and is really kind of unique is, since this is a cloud-based operating system, every device comes with two operating systems. There's the known safe version, and then there's the active OS. Known safe version sitting in the background. Active OS is what I'm logging into every day. I'm logging into Zoom. I'm logging into Google Meet. I'm logging into my contact center solution. That's what I'm actively working in every day. The known safe version sitting in the background checking the active OS. So whenever I log in, the known safe version runs an automatic check on the active OS. If they don't match up 100%, if there's any tampering with the active OS, if it's corrupted at all, it's immediately destroyed by the known safe version, and then a new version is pulled down from the cloud to replace the active OS. So you're logging into a very highly secure, it's called verified boot. You're booting into a very secure device every single time. And that also helps with updates as well. When we talk about productivity, I've never had to update my device. It's all happening on the known safe version in the background. So when I log out for the day, all of the updates, security updates, or updates, all that in, that's happening in the background is then pushed to the active OS. So when I log in the next day, all of those updates are already done. I never have to click on that little stupid window in the bottom right-hand corner of my computer and say, update your device, click on it, and then I'm down for half an hour for the day.
0: I mean, obviously, Google eats its own dog food here with Chrome OS, so there's, a, there's one or two users inside of Google at this point using Chromebooks and Chromeboxes probably somewhere in the world, right? Of course. Jimmy, you've been pushing hard on the UCAS or the CCAS specifically. Certified partnerships, deployment guides, recommended hardware, partnerships with headset manufacturers. Let me ask this question backwards, right? So if an enterprise, if a contact center is deployed on NICE or 8x8 or TalkDesk or go through this list, right? I mean, there's plenty more. There's UJet. I mean, you. we could probably rattle off contact center names until we're blue in the face. Why wouldn't they use a Chromebox? Like what's holding this back from every contact center seat on the planet just being ripped out and replaced with whether it was a Chrome OS flex install or, you know, new hardware coming in?
1: Yeah, I think it's the common misconception from IT that, hey, no, we're a Windows shop. That's what I'm familiar with. And that's kind of been common misconceptions across the board when getting into IT and and talking to them about anything that's new and different is like, that's another thing that I have to learn. Another thing that I need to support. Also the common misconceptions, oh, I'm using Office 365 and all these Microsoft tools. It won't work on Chrome devices. And then we send them test devices. I mean, it was part of our sales process. We have a test drive program where we send each customer a couple devices and say, hey, test out all of your applications on this. So, I mean, I think Going to Windows devices, I mean, at the end of the day, there's really only three options for you, right? There's Windows, Mac, there's Chrome OS.
0: Oh, you want to throw a shade on Linux? Come on.
1: I try not to, but you know, I, I apologize. But I mean,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. in all fairness, I don't know any Linux based contact centers. So
1: well, if I come across one, I'll let you know. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, the big one's Windows, you know, Mac's there as well. But I mean, two years ago during the pandemic, we overtook Mac as the number two operating system in the world number two to Windows. I mean, Windows is beating us by a mile in the enterprise and business space. But I think that's just the common misconception is these devices are cheap devices made for kids, made for students. There's no integration with my legacy Windows applications or Office 365 tools. And then the big blocker is IT learning a new operating system, learning a new way of managing these devices. The good news is, it's super easy. I actually did one of these on Riverside a couple weeks ago, did one of these videos, interviews and with a partner that their whole shop is Chrome OS. And he said he went into his IT guy and said, hey, my screen kind of blurred out. He said, just go down the block, get a new device. You already have the license. You just move that license to that device and you log in and he was off to the races. And that's all he had to
0: do. So the upgrade license, I mean, is this uh, annual fee? I mean, ballpark price for me and a licensing structure.
1: Yeah. So we have the annual license, that's a standalone license. So if you're going to go with Chrome OS Flex or if you have devices already that you need to pair a Chrome OS license with, that annual license is $50 a year for the enterprise upgrade license. And then if you get the bundled in device, the Chromebook Enterprise or Chromebox Enterprise that comes with the license and the device, it's a perpetual license and it's built into that upfront cost of buying the device. So perpetual license, I believe lasts you five years. I
0: mean, That's a long lifespan for a device.
1: Yeah, and you're not paying the Windows licensing costs. You can also drop a lot of your malware licensing costs as well. So these devices, from a total cost of ownership perspective, to go back to that IDC report, they're doing 3,900 net savings per device over three years.
0: I mean, what is that, 50 bucks a year is a four and a quarter a month? I mean, your average licensing for an MDM is probably six to eight bucks right now per month, and an EDR is probably in like the nine to $10 per month range. I mean, eliminating those two pieces of software pays for itself pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely, and
1: you know, again, these devices, There's a whole range of devices out there. You can go with a really high-end device, but we have something called a wayfinding guide that helps you pick out the device specifically for your needs when it comes to RAM and all that kind of stuff, as well as features and functionality and the contact center use case or frontline worker, executive, all that kind of stuff. And then you can pick your specific OEM from Dell, Lenovo, Acer, whatever
0: you want. So uh, average contact center agent, dual screen... USB headset plugged in, right? WebRTC based, contact center application, another browser open to a CRM instance and probably knowledge base or whatever the internal tools are. I mean, what kind of box are we talking about in order to drive that?
1: Right at the end of the last year, I worked with a, a partner and, and we sold, it was a small contact center, about 30 seats. They're leveraging five and they're moving to to Ujet, but they went with the, what was it, the Acer CX-I4, and it was 138 gigabits. It was a CBE device, a Chrome box Enterprise, so it's bundled in with the license. And then they also combined the Acer keypad, Acer mouse as well, and the devices. I forget how what the cost was, but so it was about 30 devices. And they had, I think, they had dual screens, keyboard, mouse. I forget what headsets they were using at the time. I think they're going to keep the existing headsets that they have, but they're also going back to the hardware piece that you're talking about, like everything kind of coming together. We also have what we call works with Chromebook, which is all the different peripherals that are certified and optimized for Chrome OS. And I'm using actually a contact center specific device from Jabra right now, the Engage 50. It's a wired headset, which I'm not used to using. So I usually use it on the road, but we're doing some construction in the back of the house and my dog barks every time somebody walks by the front door. <laughs> yep. So... I was in an airport the other day. I had my Chromebook. I had my Jabra headset on. And you're in an airport. You have people screaming in the background trying to get to their flight. I have my kids screaming with me because I was with my kids and my family. I have the announcements, boarding announcements, all that in the background. And I'm doing a presentation. I was off camera, but I was doing a presentation for about half an hour And nobody heard anything other than my voice. And that's, again, huge for the contact center space because you have to (laughs) constantly reiterate what you're saying. If your voice drops out, you have to talk again. It's just a bad experience for the customer. It's a bad experience for the agent. So having it all kind of come together from software to hardware just makes it a better experience for everybody across
0: the board. So the other alternative, and I mean... I started in the tech industry. I'll just use tech and internet kind of interchangeably. Uh, let's see, I must have been like 12, right? Because I'm not that old and uh, AS400s were still around. I mean, they're still around today, but I mean, AS400s, they we were doing network three migrations, AS400, and then of course, Windows NT 4.0 was like all the rage right around that age. But so, like, terminal services was. Not a new concept at that point. I mean, if you came from an AS400 if you're in an AS400 now, you use a Rumba session, you use terminal services. So Microsoft is reinventing terminal services again with Azure and Azure virtual desktop. Right. So this like cloud-based operating system, but. And there's some things that are really nice about it, of course. You're talking about centralized instance, you know, on a platform you can control. It doesn't go down to employee desktops. If you got a BPO or if you got remote users all over the place, it's not resident on their devices. But then, of course, you flip that and you parallel that with Chrome OS. And this is just kind of where you started. You started with you have the ability to have documents cached locally, but the device is designed in almost this like kind of like pseudo hybrid cloud environment from the get go. And at $4 a month to license this device versus what an AVD license or, you know, a VMware Citrix environment costs. I mean, it's, this is a night and day difference for people. Yeah.
1: And people always think also it's about getting people ramped up. And we talked about the contact center agents that are just graduating from high school, college or whatever, and, and entering the workforce. But You know, I've been using Windows forever. Then I went to Mac and I was like, oh, I will never go back to a Windows device. I was at Vonage before coming to Google and they tried to get me to go to a Windows device, back to a Windows device from Mac. I said, no, that's not happening. Then obviously I came here, joined the Chrome OS team. I have to use a Chrome device. I can't be going to meetings and flipping open a MacBook. I have to be eating our own dog food, as you mentioned earlier. And I tell you, I mean, (laughs) the experience is no different. I have my applications on my desk. My desktop, my open, I can open my PDF. I've always used Google Workspace. I've never used Office 365. I've always used G Suite. Now, Google Workspace, that was no difference for me, but I could still access all of those tools that I would before and all my documents. And it's like these applications and these documents are sitting on my computer. They're just all out in the cloud. They're just not physically on this device. And it's just so much faster of an instance. And like you mentioned before, we're typically for the most part, working out of a browser and we're mostly working out of the Chrome browser. So it's just very easy to use and get up to speed fast. I like I came on board and there was no training for me on how to use a Chromebook. It was go set up this channel program and go to market strategy. Nobody's going to help you figure out how to use a Chromebook. But by the end of the first week, it was like I've been using a Chromebook for years.
0: Yeah. Applications always drive these things and the browser probably drives the majority of applications at this point. So One of the complaints that I hear a lot, and this starts, of course, from Windows Update Service, right? I mean, if anybody running Windows has had that experience where they're in the middle of doing something and all of a sudden update gets pushed, their computer's like, oh, got to reboot. And we've seen similar things in Chrome updates, enterprises where all of a sudden a Chrome update gets pushed out. Or what was a hairy one that we saw? I think it was actually with 5.9 where a Chrome update was pushed out and broke functionality within 5.9, which was, of course, really painful if you were a 5.9 and Chrome user. So when you go into Chrome OS and you start talking about an enterprise subscription license with Chrome OS, is the enterprise in control of, of software updates, of like release cycle and channels? You know, you're part of a program here for certified with contact centers. Is there a testing release cycle where people have opportunity to say, hey, look, this still works with 5.9 or NICE or UJet or fill in the blank, right? And then it says, okay, push this out to our corporate fleet. I mean, how does that get managed.
1: On our end, there's a lot of testing and when I, before the rollouts happen, but there are features and settings inside the browser, inside the Google Admin Console that allows you to have automatic updates being pushed, or you can also turn that off and then have to manually push it to them. So there's different ways around that. I remember hearing about that 5.9 quote-unquote fiasco, but there, there are settings inside the Google Admin Console allow IT folks to stagger those types of updates being pushed out that might potentially break something that they're using. That's an unfortunate update that happened. I never knew why that happened. I just heard kind of through the grapevine that it did happen. But from an updates and feature perspective, just to go back to the contact center space, we're also developing really cool additional add-on features for the contact center. Not just, hey, it works better on these devices, it's more secure, it's more productive, but actually adding features to Chrome OS specific for the contact center. So there'll be some uh, releases this year that I'm really excited
0: about that you'll see uh, being pushed out. You're going to just drop that, but then you're not going to give me any contacts or tell me anything, right?
1: (laughs) uh, Well, if you and your listeners are interested, no, I mean, I, I would say Chrome OS Flex, we launched that already. The next thing that is already kind of out there is called Chrome OS Desk Connector. And what that does is basically declutters the window for the contact center agent. So there's this this fantasy of one application, everything living in that application, kind of one window where you have your Salesforce integrated, you have your contact center agent, you have your uh, knowledge based articles, all that kind of stuff in the window. The reality is you have a ton of different apps open, you have a ton of different windows open. So what the desk connector is going to do is it's really going to declutter the space. So it automatically, what it does is, it automatically creates a new desk for each customer interaction every single time. And it launches all of the apps or web applications that you need every single time. So, And you can pre-set this in the Google Admin Console. So if I'm a RingCentral customer, I need my RingCentral contact center solution, I need my Salesforce application, and I need you know these two other applications every time. It launches that, I do the interaction, and then at the end of every interaction, I just hit close desk, and it brings me back to my starting quote-unquote desk. So it just makes it easier for the agents to be more productive and instead of like having to manually close out all of these different windows and applications every single time.
0: Or you end up like me with 57,000 tabs open that then you have to... <laughs> That's what I look like right
1: now. I need the desk connector on my Chromebook because, yeah, you, you wouldn't <laughs> want me to share my screen. My wife sometimes walks in and looks over my shoulder and she's in her Mac world. She's a TV and film editor and producer, so she works primarily on Mac devices and she sees my Chromebook and all the tabs i have open and makes her sick
0: i had a mac os crash the other day so computer reboots i mean it happens to me it feels like once every like eight or nine months i have no idea why and i'm a chrome desktop browser user and so chrome relaunches and it's like you know it was a blank slate and i think i posted something about it. it was like oh you could just click the icon of just like reopen all the closed tabs from your previous history and i was like no this is just a sign it's just a sign it's time to start fresh. It's a clean state. All my tabs are closed. <laughs> I, I, like it's starting all over again. That's kind of like the norm of life at this point.
1: Oh, yeah. That happens. I mean, when we do those updates, when I boot in the next day and the, all the updates were done, there's that little the little tab at the bottom that says, do you want to relaunch all of the applications you had? And I'm like, yeah, like, we'll relaunch them. all my tabs open all the applications i was using were open and (laughs) i'm working immediately
0: it seems crazy i think for a lot of people like headsets right what's a common problem with headsets people have like oh they buy bluetooth enabled headsets and try to use bluetooth enabled headsets with a with a laptop and then they have horrible audio performance out of that headset with that laptop and if you take the same headset and plug in the dongle from the manufacturer into a usb port and then pair it with that dongle via deck it works just great so Part of what you're doing here is actually creating a certified list of saying, you know, we know these hardware manufacturers work for Chromeboxes and the Chromebooks, and we know these manufacturers work, and these are the certified devices that work in the headset world. And if you buy one of these boxes and one of these headsets, it's going to work fine, and we know everything's great, and you're going to get supported for it. And I mean, that's wonderful, right? It's got to take a lot of guesswork out for people just saying, you know, why isn't my headset working, and what do we do about it? Yeah, I mean... I sold, I was at Vonage, I was selling CCAS for a while and you work
1: six months, eight months a year to land an account and then it comes to the deployment time and you just see all these issues with the devices that they're using, whether it's the Windows device or they're using Internet Explorer or they're using Safari and that's not working with the WebRTC client. Or they're using, I've seen it before, where they're using Apple AirPods with a a Windows device and they're complaining about call quality issues. And it kind of all goes back to people just want to talk about software and to date myself a little bit. I know you did a little bit earlier on yourself, but I used to sell, I got in this industry when it was called hosted PBX. So I never sold any on-prem, Avaya, Cisco PBXs. I have I started selling hosted or cloud-based PBX, but it was called hosted PBX back in the day. And all it was, was you're buying an IP phone that sits on your desk and the phone system is out in the cloud in a data center somewhere. And that's all the features. This was before UCAS, this was before chat and meetings and text was all kind of integrated together. And that device needed to be optimized for the service provider you were working with. There was HD voice, wideband audio, audio, Kodaks, the touch buttons and everything had to be integrated back to that hosted PBX software in the cloud. So having that device optimized for the communications provider you're using was paramount. Because if it wasn't, then the buttons were all over the place. Sometimes the device would reboot and lose all of the different buttons and you needed to go reprogram everything again. You would have jitter and latency and packet loss, all that kind of stuff if it wasn't optimized or certified for that service provider. So we're just taking that concept that's been around for 15 years and doing it with these devices so you're getting the chromebook chromebox that's optimized you're getting the jabra or poly headset this jabra headset like i said again it's all day comfort on my head There's customizable statuses with this little corded button that you have that can sit on your desk to answer, to hang up. You have call analytics as well and noise canceling, all that kind of built into these devices. Having that all wrapped together and working together is huge. And to that end, another feature that we mentioned earlier, we got the desk connector coming up. But then another feature is something called Insights, is Contact Center Insights. And what that's going to be is tying everything together from an analytics perspective. So analytics on your talk desk CCAS solution, analytics on how the Chrome OS device is working, how the headset's performance is working, how your internet's working, and have all of that reporting and analytics inside the Google Admin Console. So now IT operations and Contact Center can really pinpoint together what the issue is and how to resolve it.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's phenomenal. You've been at Google for a couple of years and been very successful with partnerships and integrations and certifications now with CCAS platforms and hardware manufacturers and everything along those, you know, which is phenomenal. Congratulations. Thank you. What would you say has been your biggest surprise so far doing this and pushing this product out into the world?
1: Just the misconceptions, man. I, it's just uh, immediately Well, first of all, whenever I go to these conventions, you have Google on your chest or Google on your booth. They immediately walk up to you and talk to you about YouTube or talk to you about, hey, my Gmail's not working. I've had multiple people. It tell me that they're locked out of their Gmail. How to get? And I just I don't have an answer for it. I think the I do a lot of partnerships and dealing with the partners that are selling these CCAS and UCAS solutions, and they're really focused in on the software. They only really care about that CCAS solution, the software. They think that's the end all be all. That's what customers care about. These CX tools, the AI, and the end to end CCAS solution. Which, by the way, Google it launched last year their own. CCAS solution as well on the cloud team. I'm on the Chrome OS team, but I've been partnering with them and talking to them about bringing the cloud contact center solution and Chrome OS together, kind of packaged together for customers and for partners to sell. But that common misconception of, I don't want to talk about the hardware. It's the last thing on my mind. And I was the same way when I sold it. I would just say, it'll work on whatever you want to deploy it on. You want to deploy it on a Windows device that's 10 years old, It's fine. It's a browser-based Vonage CCAS solution. It'll work fine. But there's a lot of issues that pop up. And I think if you're selling these CCAS tools, these UCAS tools, you want it to deploy as seamlessly as possible to keep your customer happy, but also to get it deployed if you're looking for any type of consulting fees or anything like that. You can sell it all day long, but you're not going to get paid anything until it's actually installed and implemented and working and you have a happy customer to get those consulting fees and things like that. So to focus in on the hardware, I think people are starting to get that this awareness. And I go back to that analogy of hosted PBX, like, hey, if you've been doing this for a while, you have sold hardware in the communication space. Now, why don't you take a look at the desktop? And you don't need to sell it yourself. You can go to our Chrome OS sales team and they can help you guide your customer through the sales process. You can go to one of our resellers like CDW, SHI, Insight. They can help you as well. And I think that's the common misconception is people just want to talk about software. That's all customers care about. But they want an overall solution, a full contact center solution, end-to-end. And that includes the hardware.
0: So prediction, the next, let's say, call I'll give you a long one. We'll give you three years. So three years from now. What percentage of contact center seats are running Chrome OS?
1: All of them, <laughs> if I had <have> my druthers. <laughs> well, I mean, a pretty cool stat that I saw last year, the second half of the year, 30% of new Chrome OS customers were contact center use cases with 150 new logos in Q2 of 2022. So customers are seeing it. And the cool thing is now that we have Chrome OS Flex and we're going into tough time with the economy right now, we have that opportunity of to just dis- displace the operating system and not the physical device. If I'm thinking 30% of new Chrome OS customers or contact center use cases in the second half of last year, I would hope, in, you said three years from now, I would say 30% of contact center agents are Chrome OS
0: users. Okay, we'll we'll check in in three years. We talked about Flex a little bit, but we didn't really get into the details. I mean, this is a download. You go to Google's website, and you download something, and then what do you, I mean... How do you turn it on? How do you test it? How do you deploy this? Like, walk me through it.
1: So, the deployment is super easy. So, you need to have the management license of it. So, you need to have the Chrome Enterprise Upgrade license. So, you go to a reseller or distributor and get that from them. And then, from a deployment perspective, it's all cloud based. So, from a mass deployment, there's WDS for large deployments. You can go to the support page for Chrome OS Flex, and you can create your own USB for it. And then you plug the USB, and then it downloads Chrome OS from the USB onto the device. And it takes about, I think, half an hour. I've done it for a bunch of customers that we were doing like test drive accounts for. We sent them two, three Chrome devices, Chromebook, Chromebox, and then we also had them install Chrome OS Flex from the cloud.
0: So the managed desktops sound phenomenal, but until that's available in today's world... Can you force applications on launch? So, hey, I know when this logs in, I want to go ahead and launch my contact center instance or fire up Okta. Is that all available to you right now through the admin management?
1: Yeah, 100 percent. So you can have that forced to deploy. You can also have certain things blocked from them to download from the Google Play Store. So you can actually curate Google Play to allow them to see just what you want to see for them to be able to download. So they can't go in and download Spotify if you don't Want them to? They, you just remove that from the access from that from the store, so they can't even download. Or you can just lock it completely and make it very secure and not allow them to, you know download anything. Which I, I don't know if you want to go that route from a employee happiness perspective, but yeah, you can have that for deploy. But Desk Connector is already um, in a trusted tester, so we have customers using it right now. I'm working with a customer to get it set up with Nice right now as well, and yeah, it's a really cool tool. And then I think the other thing that I wanted to mention is you mentioned what number in three years from now of contact center agents are going to be Chrome OS agents. Well, a big piece of getting there to that 30% or 50% or whatever is working with these Chrome Enterprise recommended CGAS partners, Vonage, RingCentral 8 by 8 And one of the initiatives I'm working on with them this year, I can't say who yet or who's doing this, but is getting them to bundle in Chrome devices with their contact center seat. Smart. So if you go to those UCAS sellers, those Ring Central Vonages, you'll get the UCAS license, and then you can add on a a rental of a Poly or Yealink IP phone with it and kind of bundle that together. Well, now we're going to do that same concept, but with the contact center agent license and a Chromebook or Chromebox device all rented on a monthly recurring basis
0: very smart make it easy for people and a default and good things happen right
1: yeah and i mean just by mentioning by offering that with your solution that'll get the customer thinking oh wait maybe i should be looking at that i that wasn't even a thought in my head but yeah of course let me
0: take a look at it awesome yeah it's not would you like fries with that it's do you want fries or onion rings
1: yeah chromebook or chromebox
0: <laughs> chromebook or chromebox i go back to this and the reason why i'm excited about it and try not to like dominate this conversation too much is if you've transitioned from managing desktops, right? And so Mac when it started coming into the enterprise was a big deal. And a lot of stats came out with this because of just life cycle of the devices increases. So how long when a device enters your fleet, does it stay in your fleet? How long is that device? What's that device life cycle actually look like? And then the second one is really big is what your IT load is. What is your headcount? So when I started Average headcount for an enterprise, it was 65 employees to one IT person. So we were at a 65 to 1 ratio. And today, 150 to one is pretty normal. And you start looking at what is required in order to maintain that many employees versus IT. I mean, that's a lot of load in your IT. And you have to be efficient and you have to be smart about how you support that. And then looking at ratios that increase 200 to one, 250 to one, 300 to one. This is not a one-to-one relationship anymore between I've got a laptop and I need to call my help desk and find a cubicle and go get something fixed or pushed. You have to adapt pretty quickly in order to support that and scale. I've always been a huge fan of VDI. After you see terminal services deployed and VDI deployed in any way, it's hard to go back once you've seen like this other way. And it's funny because it started out that way. It started out with a thin client. You know, There was a server and a thin client, and then we went to personal devices, and then it kind of came back to it. And so I've always been very enamored with these sorts of things. We just look at it from a security and posture and management, maintainability and support ratios and all these sorts of things. And of course, moving your budget away from a multi-thousand dollar device endpoint to an expensive disposable endpoint makes a big difference. And I mean, I have clients right now that are hiring staff in Latin America and forget sourcing the equipment. You know, you ship something to some of these countries, you're rolling the dice and you might be in uh, in customs hold for three weeks. Oh, yeah. We've hired somebody. We're paying them. And the box is in customs. What do we do? And that becomes kind of real world. And after using Chrome OS and really using, I don't say playing with, but actually after really using Chrome OS, you know, you really see like this kind of next version coming out of what this really looks like for people.
1: Yeah. I mean, to that end, that IT piece, again, giving them back time in their day to really focus in on priority projects instead of deploying devices. This should be easy. This should be just set it and forget it type of stuff by now. I mean, it's 2023. And with this IDC report that came out last year, these devices deploy 63% faster in this report. So that's shaving off more than 45 minutes per device deployed. And they require 36% fewer staff resources. So again, going to kind of what you're talking about, tightening budgets, the economy, reallocating IT to different types of projects. You can do that by selecting the right operating system and types of devices for your business.
0: All right, Jimmy, final words, I'll give it to you. And what do we close with?
1: Let's say speed, security, and productivity. And you don't need to be a Google Workspace customer to be a Chrome OS customer. You can use Office 365, everybody. It's OK, relax.
0: So it's cheaper, it's faster, it's more secure, it's easier to deploy, requires less people to manage, And you can still use Office 365 and you're certified with all the major contact center platforms and headset manufacturers. And UCAS as well. And UCAS. Again, it's too good to be true, but it is true, right? Love it. That's why I came here. (laughs) Jimmy, awesome. Thank you very much. It's always good to see you.